Thank you for checking out the Real Life Columbus podcast. Real Life Columbus is a student ministry of North Highland Church in Columbus, Georgia. We exist to help students know that Christ has reached down to us with love, provide a place students can be engaged in community, and help them advance in their faith so they can lead others to Christ. For more information or to connect with us, please visit our website, www.realifecolumbus.com, or check us out on social media at Real Life Columbus. through. He's in the room tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, keep singing it out. Keep singing it out. We thank you, Lord. to start expecting Jesus to do something right now. Come on. We love you, Lord. Father, we thank you for your spirit in this place. God, we thank you for what you've done in our lives. But Lord, now we recognize that you're not done with us. God, we recognize tonight that if we keep pushing to you, God, you're going to do something significant in our hearts, in our lives. So right now, in the name of Jesus, for every person that's experiencing pain, 
God, that's experiencing something that is trying to distract them from pushing through to your presence. God, we ask that you would help us to break through the barriers, break through the distraction. God, we thank you for the miraculous, that, that those who have faith will see the miraculous. And God, I know that I'm standing in a room full of people who have expectation and faith that you're going to do something in us tonight. If you're in this room right now and at some point throughout this week, you've experienced some form of pain and it, it hurts right now. I want you to just be honest and raise your hand. We want to pray with you right now. My God. My God is a God of compassion. He loves you. He cares for you. The Bible says to cast your cares on him because he cares for you. So Lord, you see these hands right now. God, you, you feel for them. You hurt with them, God. Help them not to feel alone in their anguish right now in the name of Jesus. God, I pray that you would begin to move from left to right, from front to back, and begin to touch every need, begin to touch every pain, begin to touch every person with your spirit, with your healing, with your goodness, with your grace, with your mercy. God, let your presence manifest in signs and wonders tonight, God. We submit our hearts to you right now. We love you tonight, Jesus. Your love is amazing. And it's in the powerful and mighty name of Jesus. Everybody said, amen. Amen. God bless you, real life. Give somebody a hug. Come on, praise the Lord one time. I love you, real life. Jones preparing for what may be the last serve of his college career. And here we go. Excellent serves and setting up. Here comes his fight. Yale has to stop this return. Oh, deflected! Right disgust on his face. And Yale ties it up. Unbelievable. Buckle up, ladies and gentlemen, because Scott Stelly's face has entered the building. Take a gander at this replay. The angle at which Sterling deflects the ball off his goal nothing short of perfection. Like watching Da Vinci paint with his face. Yale now on the prowl to take the lead. And Carolina setting up what is bound to be a devastating return. And here it comes. Oh, oh Sterling. Sterling makes another tremendous save. And North Carolina is wasting no other
Lord, the people are weeping. The, the tweets are tweeting. Hashtag stop that. The hospitals are preparing to receive the man himself. The eighth wonder of the world. The great wall of static. I'll tell you one thing. When Armageddon comes, I want to be in a bunker made of that man's face. Until next time, good, good night, night, everyone. Come on, real life. Y'all ready for God's word tonight? Oh, man, I almost cried when I watched that video. Tonight, we are talking about the madness of pain. Last week, we talked about the madness, and this is our concluding week in pain. And, and the funny thing about pain, I don't know about you guys, but I'm allergic to pain, right? I, I want to avoid it, and all of us want to avoid it. But the thing about pain is this, and that's what this video represents. If it, we, none of us want to experience pain, but when someone goes through pain and comes out on the other side, we celebrate it. And that's what I'm praying for for tonight. Some of us in the room are going through the madness of pain, but you're going to get to the other side in Jesus' name. I, I was recalling during worship when the presence of God was so sweet in this place, the very first message I was honored to speak in real life, and I said a phrase, if some of you remember it, if you can take it, you can make it. And God wants us to be more than conquerors through him who gives us strength, amen? Tonight, I'm going to pray, God, we thank you for your anointing. Bless this word. Right now, I step out of myself and into your power, God. I ask that my lips would be your masterful work. God, I pray that you would speak through me and use your word to come alive in us tonight. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Pain is a powerful catalyst for change. One of the most significant catalysts in your life, which is an agent, it will change your life. Pain changes things. We've all heard the expression, no pain, no gain, right? We grow through pain. Um, one of my favorite videos, uh, actually, I played a few weeks ago during Sunday service. My pastor asked me to dress up as Hans and Franz, right? I am Hans, and this is Franz, and we have come to pump you up, right? There's a video with, with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, the governor of California, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know it's terrible, isn't it? That's a terrible... He, he's got this video, and we use it for the mud run. He said, don't count until it hurts, because it doesn't count until it hurts, right? It's kind of crazy. But, but pain does things to change us. Get, get this, young person. There's many times the physical and spiritual parallel. And physically and biologically, pain is an indicator that something is out of line or in need of healing. Tonight, I believe God wants to heal in this room tonight. I believe that the healing power of God is going to flow in these altars in just a few, few moments, and I want you to expect it. See, pain protects us from further injury if we'll listen to its warning. If you've ever twisted or rolled your ankle, the next thing you're going to do is for the next week or so, you're going to be limping, making sure all of your weight doesn't go where your ankle is supposed to maintain and hold weight because it's injured and it can't. And so many times, pain can actually protect us from further damage. There's still so many of us here in this room tonight, so many different stories, so many different life experiences. And I believe that some of us 
are having an incredible time in life right now. But I also know that others of us are going through it, hoping for some relief to come. See, I've come to tell you tonight that the madness of the pain in your life has a purpose. The madness of the pain in your life has a purpose, and that purpose is to push you into what God is doing. The purpose of the pain is to push you into your purpose. Each week I find myself being used as an agent of love in the midst of a multitude of people's pain. I get to be a listening ear. I get to pray with people. I get to encourage people when their world is being rocked. I get to share God's word because that's the only truth and firm foundation we can actually stand on. And it's an honor. And many times, some of the pain is inflicted by outside circumstances. And sometimes the pain is caused by actions that we've done ourselves. Tonight, I'm primarily going to speak to the pain that comes from the outside circumstances of life. But for those of us in the room, you've made some mistakes, and you really needed to sing that song, Just As I Am, I Come. Because you've failed, you've fallen short of the glory of God. I've come to tell you tonight that you won't be willing to change until the pain of the consequences outweighs the pleasure of your sin. See, pain changes things. When you know, I, I remember, I recognize things in my life whenever I'm driving down the road or I see something that triggers a memory of times where I have fallen short of God's glory and I've fallen back into sin. I remember the consequence and I look at the things that remind me of my past and I say, there's no way I'm going back. And that's how righteousness gets cultivated in our hearts. See, if, it, if you're in any form of pain tonight, even if it's self-inflicted, I've come to remind you that you matter to Jesus. Even if it's self-inflicted, he cares about the pain you're going through right now. We're, we're all susceptible to pain. In just a couple weeks, I've heard the following painful stories come from this amazing group of people we call real life. And if this is your first time, I'm just going to throw this in. We love you. You come next week and you're a part of this family. This is a family. And we, the Bible says that when one member of the family suffers, we all suffer. When one part is glorified, then we should all glorify in the honor that is being given. AJ, one of our college leaders, she was involved this week in a hit and run accident. Somebody T-boned her right out on Manchester. Her cousin was in the car and could have been seriously injured. And let me just tell you, I understand, AJ, the pain of having a totaled vehicle. It wasn't her fault. One of our parent leaders had a negative and disappointing diagnosis from the doctor. Desiree's uncle, she helps lead worship on a regular basis. Her uncle is in a coma. And we've been praying that Jesus would raise him up and wake him up. And it's going to happen. But right now, it's painful to watch him. But if we make it through the pain, he's going to show us the purpose. One of our real-life students broke her neck. Saw that on social media. Painful. A few weeks ago, one of us found out that our dad had passed away unexpectedly. Last week, a student found her grandma, who was the rock of their family. 
And she had had a massive heart attack and passed away and nobody knew. They hadn't heard from her for a few days. And they walk in and find her lifeless body. Some of us in the room have been living in abusive situations. Some of us in the room, you've lived through your family divorcing, which is like death. Pain happens to all of us. But I have some good news for us tonight. If you're going through the madness of the pain, pain can push you into the power and purpose of your calling if you allow it to. It can push you to the purpose and the power of your calling. See, every time that I've stepped into a new level of my calling, God has moved and changed and directed my path to go a different direction. It's always come in the midst of pain. Jubilee and I graduated from Lee University in Cleveland, Tennessee, and we, I got a job as a senior in college as a pastor, my first time being a pastor, and, and I was loving it. We had an awesome church family. And the next thing I knew, my best friend who was the children's pastor betrayed me, betrayed his wife, and betrayed the church through an eight-month secret affair. And in the midst of the pain, God used me to be the Nathan in his life, the prof prophetic voice that said Jonathan. His name was Jonathan, too. It was really confusing for the whole church. That was the most awkward phone call in the world because I got a call from Robert, and he said, Jonathan, tell me it's not true. And I said, no, 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 wrong, Jonathan, because he cheated on the youth pastor's wife. Huge mess, deep pain. And I knew that was the catalyst that, that pushed me into my calling to go into full-time youth ministry. And that took us to St. Louis, Metro St. Louis, a rough area. The city's dying, and it was, it was not cool to go to church. It's cool to go to church here. Some of us think we're Christians just because we go to church. Just, Anyways, I'm not going to go down that trail. But it wasn't, they didn't know how to worship. They didn't know anything. And we began to experience revival in St. Louis. A group of eight kids who didn't want to be in the room were the, the spearhead of revival where over 60 plus were meeting on a regular basis. Kids were getting saved every single week. God was moving and doing something significant in that small suburb town. And the next thing we knew is our mortgage company sent us a bill and it was almost $400 more per month than we expected. And like Pastor Juan said with his broke pants, as a youth pastor, you don't get much. I don't do this for money. And so with $300, almost $400 a month to pay, it was painful. And that pushed us to move back home to Georgia, praise the Lord. Sophia was just being born. She was five weeks old when we moved back to Georgia. A painful trip. But here's another part of my testimony where God used pain to push me into my purpose. I went overseas. And I went on the mission field and I began to minister with children. And I had these little, dirty children who had nothing and I had them running to me, hugging my neck, loving on me when I was there to love them. 
and I saw the blisters on their feet because they had no shoes to wear. I saw their bones on their ribs because they had no food to eat. And I smelled the disgusting smell because they had nothing to bathe with. And get this, I even got a stomach bug because of the water not being clean. And that was painful. But let me tell you this, that pain is what drives me to be passionate about missions. Because I've seen the need, I've felt the need, and it's hurt. It hurt my heart. It broke my heart. So I will not be complacent when it comes to missions. This summer, we've got 28 people that are going to love Jesus and love the people of El Salvador. And God is going to use us to do significant things. And it's, you're going to feel the pain. And it's going to change your life for the better. Because sometimes God uses pain to push us to our purpose. You see, pain is a force that will push you to run to God or away from God. If you've got your Bibles, turn to Mark chapter 5, verse 21. A very famous story. Mark chapter 5, verse 21. says this, When Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd had gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came. When he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with, earnestly with him, my little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him, a large crowd, everybody say a large crowd, followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She'd suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all that she had, yet instead of getting better, she got worse. See, some of us in the room tonight need to understand this powerful truth that when you run to everything but Jesus to relieve the pain, you will find yourself worse off than when you started. When you run to Jesus, He can fix your problem, but when you run from Him, you'll find yourself worse. When you're dealing with pain and with suffering in your life, the lie that the enemy tries to convince you of is that God's attention is on everything but your need. When you're going through it, all you can see is the pain right in front of you. God doesn't care about me. I'm just a number that's been lost in the crowd is the lie that begins to trickle into your thoughts. Hear me tonight, young person. Don't allow the enemy of your soul to rob you of your faith simply because it hurts. For every, every person in this room matters. We've got a large group tonight. But Jesus cares about your individual and very personal situation. Romans 8.37 tells us that we are called to be more than conquerors in Christ. What you are dealing with matters to Jesus. Pain makes us want to give in and to give up, but Philippians 4.13 says that we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. This woman was alone in her pain for 12 years. Her condition caused her to be rejected by her culture. She was considered unclean. 
She was unable to associate and socialize with the population. She was to isolate herself. She was unwelcome to be a part of the community. Her story shows us tonight that loneliness is God's cry for intimacy with you. Because that's the main thing. What happens is you get in the middle of your pain and you think no one else cares and you're isolated and you're alone. You're a target to be picked off. But in that moment, that's the moment where Jesus Christ, the Son of God, wants you to run to him that much harder, that much fiercer, with that much more passion in your heart. Because when you're lonely, he wants to be intimate with just you. When you don't have friends that you can call on, you, you try and they don't answer, you text and they don't respond. When you're all alone in your pain, that's when Jesus wants you to put down the phone and get on your knees and get alone with him and fall deeply and madly in love with the lover of your soul, the only one who can really fix your problem. Your pain and your loneliness is God's cry for intimacy with you. If you feel alone in your pain tonight, you need to understand that Jesus wants your attention. He wants your affection. His word calls us in 1 Peter 5, 7 to cast your cares on him because he cares for you. If you're tired of being alone in your pain, put your faith and trust and hope in Jesus, and I promise you this young person, it will capture his attention. The story continues. The scripture says, when she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I could just touch his clothes, I will be healed. If I could just touch him. I've heard all these incredible things. I've never experienced it for myself, but I've heard the stories. If I could just reach out myself and touch him, I may be healed. Relief from this pain. Young people, I've come tonight to tell you that desperate people take desperate actions. And people who are comfortable are not going to push past the crowd to get to Jesus. So maybe, just maybe, if you're asking the why question, why is God doing this? Why is God allowing this? Maybe it's because he doesn't want you to be comfortable because he wants you to push through and get to him. She could have been executed. I want you to hear the gravity of this situation. She was unclean, so she was not allowed by law to be in public, let alone touch anyone. If anyone had seen her and recognized her, they could have immediately taken her outside the city gates and stoned her to death. That was the culture. She was unclean and unwelcome. She was no longer willing to live in her pain and in her suffering. And she was ready to live her life with no shame for Jesus. Matthew 5, 6 said, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for those are the ones who will be filled. And let me just tell you, young person, hunger is painful. When you're thirsty, it's uncomfortable. And God brings us to this place where things happen to shake us up so that maybe, just maybe, we'll find him and push through the crowd to get to Jesus. Not the complacent and comfortable, 
this woman realized this powerful truth. The only way to get through your pain is to push past the crowd to get to Jesus. I want to invite the band as I close tonight. The story continues. It says, immediately her bleeding stopped. Did you hear me? She pushed through the crowd. She could care less about the society. She could care less about the expectations that were put on her. She could care less about the rejection. She could care less about the pain. She pushed through, and as soon as she touched Jesus, the Son of God, immediately her bleeding stopped. And she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. Praise God. You need to hear your suffering will be ended if you'll just reach out to Jesus. I think you didn't hear me. Your suffering can come to an end if you'll just reach out and touch Jesus. Once at once, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched me? Who touched my clothes? And I, I, I thought this was incredible when I was reading through this passage of Scripture, and I want you to recognize tonight that it wasn't that Jesus changed his mind about what he was doing. He was on a mission to save Jairus' daughter. It wasn't that Jesus was changing his mind about what he was doing. The woman got into position to be in line with what Jesus was doing. And many times what we try to do when we're in the middle of our pain, we want Jesus, come to me. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I'm desperate for you. Get to my need here, right here, right now. This is where I need you. But what God actually wants us to do is to actually pay attention to what Jesus is doing and get in line with him. And then healing comes. Jesus does not have the problem. The problem is we're not in line with what he's doing. I don't know all the stories in the room tonight. I don't understand all the pain that is represented in the room tonight. But someone in this room needs to hear this very loudly and clearly. Just because we have a crowd does not mean Jesus overlooks you and your personal and very painful situation. If we reach out to him, he will heal. The scripture continues. You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered. And yet you can ask who touched me? See, the disciples always said some dumb stuff. All these people around Jesus, and you're asking us who touched you. But Jesus kept looking around. He was captivated by her faith. He, he turned around looking to see who had done it. And then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, she came and she did something incredibly bold. And I chose this story because she did this with no shame. The madness of her pain turned in to a life that was willing to live no shame. And she fell at his feet, trembling with fear, and told him the whole truth, a truth that could have gotten her killed. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed her, has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Tonight I believe Jesus wants to set us free from the pain that we're facing. You can, get, you can get through anything with Jesus, young person. 
No matter what pain you're facing tonight, Jesus is the answer. It's the, I want you to get this last and final point. It's the people who have gone through a tremendous amount of pain and found their peace and comfort in Jesus that lived their lives with no shame. It's the people who push through the crowd and say, I don't care what you think. I'm going to get to my Jesus. Living life with no shame. Those are the people who have the miracles take place in their life. Those are the people who get their prayers answered. Those are the people who get a touch of spiritual energy to face the day-to-day grind. This woman's story helps us know that the pain you have endured privately will become a public and powerful testimony if you bring it to Jesus with faith and anticipation. What you're going through, you may not publicly profess what you're going through next week. But if Jesus touches you and transforms your life, that pain that you once experienced will become a public testimony. If you have faith to allow Jesus to heal your pain, you will find courage to live a life for God with no shame. I want you to stand to your feet. I want every head bowed, every eye closed. This is a holy moment right now. Leaders can come quickly to the front. I have an a expectation. I feel the Lord has placed it very strongly in my heart tonight with, with no distractions, no talking. I feel like Jesus wants to heal many of us in the room tonight. I feel like so many of us in this room have been dealing with your pain. You've either been running to things that that haven't helped, like the doctors for 12 years that she spent tons of money on until her resources were spent. Many of you in this room are trying everything but God to cope and deal with your pain. Tonight I've come to challenge you. It's time to stop placing your faith and your trust in things other than Jesus. It's time to push through the nonsense of life. It's time to push through the crowd and touch the hem of his robe and receive your healing tonight for the first time. Right now, if you're in this room and you you would say with honesty, I don't have a relationship with this Jesus. The only hope and affection that I've placed my trust in is things of this world. I've, I've dove deep into sin, and it's caused me a great deal of pain. And I don't know what else to do with the guilt and the shame and the condemnation of my inappropriate choices. I know it's leading me to hell. If you're in this room tonight, the first thing that you need to be healed of is your sin. So if you want to be forgiven by the blood of Jesus, you want to be forgiven and set free from the pain of your sin. The blood of Jesus is the only thing that can set you free from that. So if you're in this room with every head bowed and every eye closed right now in this moment, if you want to ask Jesus to forgive you of all your sin, you want to put your faith and your trust, you want to reach out to him and say, tonight is the night that I give you my heart, God. I want you to raise your hand and I want to pray with you right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God's going to set you free right now. Everybody say this loudly. Dear Jesus, I'm tired of dealing with this. 
on my own. Right now, I am reaching out to the only hope that I have, and that's your cross. I thank you for dying for my sin. I thank you that you rose on that third day. God, I thank you that you defeated hell, death, sin, and the grave. And right now in this moment, I confess I'm a sinner, but now I'm forgiven. And now you are my Lord and you are my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Now, here's the moment I've been so excited about for tonight. I'm going to get a little crazy right now because it's time for someone to push through the crowd. Get fed up with your pain. Push through the crowd. If you're in a painful situation, you need to push. It doesn't matter what somebody thinks about you for getting up in the altar. You need to touch God tonight. You need to be done with it. You need to walk with integrity, with passion. Push through the crowd. Get up here right now. You're, you're dealing with pain. You're suffering. Jesus wants to heal you. Jesus wants to set you free tonight. Jesus wants to touch you. God, we invite you. Do what only you can do in these altars. In Jesus' name, come, students, come quickly. Everything changes. Darkness starts to tremble. Sickness starts to vanish 
every hopeless situation ceases to exist. Cause when you walk into the room, all the dead begin to rise. Cause there is resurrection life in all you do. Oh, we love you. Yeah. We'll never stop living without you, Jesus. We love you. Oh, and we can't get enough. All this is for you, Jesus. You're the in my heart that the healing power of God would manifest. God, one of Jesus' main ministries was healing. And when Jesus healed 2,000 years ago, he, he never stopped. And so tonight, there's individuals in this room that are dealing with physical pain. There's individuals in this room you're struggling physically. You've got chronic back issues. You've got your diabetes is causing you to be weak. There's, there's things in your life right now where you're physically in pain. You, you had your, 
meniscus torn and you're doing therapy. There's a, a multitude of physical issues in this room right now. And I believe that if you will just push through the crowd and begin to reach out with faith. See, faith is what gets God's attention. Expectation is what precedes the supernatural. When the woman with the issue of blood went out to reach out to Jesus, she expected to be healed. So tonight, I'm challenging you one more time. I believe that there's still someone, a multitude of people in this room that need to push through the crowd and get up here. If you need a physical healing, something is wrong physically with your body and you need God to touch you, I want you to come right here right now and we're going to pray with expectation and with faith that God would heal the sick and raise the lame that he would open blind eyes that he could cause the lame to walk he can do the impossible he can touch you and set you free from your physical pain so all the leaders that are not praying with someone right now I want us to surround this group right now God's going to touch you God's going to set you free from the pain that you're experiencing Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Just begin to pray. If you're not up here, I want to invite you to just extend your arms right now. Let's pray for breakthrough. Let's pray for supernatural power to be unleashed right now. God, we pray that your healing virtue would touch the bodies of these young people right now. God, you know what their physical ailment is right now. And you are capable to meet their need right now. We pray for healing. We pray for health. We pray for wholeness. We pray, we speak life into their bodies. God, you've created them to be free from sickness, pain, death, and infirmities. By your stripes, make them whole right now in Jesus' name. We pray for your healing virtue to be released right now in Jesus' name. God, we love you in this room tonight. God, we're going to worship you no matter what the crowd tells us. We're going to push through and love you. God, we love you.